At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Cranberry Radio presents CEO Coach, a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding the finances, set up the staffing, our CEO coaches will break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup management and development, the founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here today with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and co-founder of both Moz and Bread Approved. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hi, Jillian. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ann. It's going to be an exciting year. Yeah, so what do we want to talk about today? Well, I think we should start with the important stuff, and that's always around money. Let's begin with the earliest stage companies and talk about raising seed rounds, right, once you finish with friends and family. Yep, we might as well jump into the new year with how to get your startup founded. (laughs) <laughs> founded and funded. Absolutely. Yeah. So Elizabeth Yin, who we talk about a lot here, folks, that's Elizabeth, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H, and Yin, Y-I-N. We cannot uh, stress enough how much we recommend you go check out her work. She's at 500 Startup. She did just that in a really clear primer on three types of seed funding vehicles, equity, convertible notes, and convertible securities. These are three ways that entrepreneurs can raise their seed rounds, right? That's the stuff before you hit the venture capitalists at Series A. And by the way, we highly recommend, again, following that blog for things. It's called Bringing Transparency to Seed Investing, and it certainly does. So let's take a look. In her January 4th blog post, uh, Yen goes into some basic mechanics of how investors can seed your company. Of the three ways, she says, traditional equity is the most widely used, while newer convertible notes are gaining popularity since about 2000. And certainly I saw a great number of them in 2015 and 16, I have to say. And the newest on offer are convertible securities, 
a hybrid developed and used by 500 startups and Y Combinator uh, for about a year now. So Y Combinator has developed a detailed program called SAFE, S-A-F-E. It means Simple Agreement for Future Equity. That's pretty much what a convertible security is. Uh, we'll get into the details later on. Okay. So which is best? Uh, it depends, as always, right? There's a there are benefits and there are risks to each. One might fit traditional funding sources uh, better and another may be less expensive or appeal to more risk-tolerant investors and so on. But let's start with traditional equity. So you are the founder, right? <clears throat> you swap shares in your company for or money that investors put in. That's called equity. Easy, right? It's also known as a priced round. Right? That means you valued your company. They know what they're getting, right? They're going to put in so many bucks and your value of your company is so much at this time. Therefore, they own this percentage of it. And that equates to so many shares of stock. That's simple enough, right? Seed investing has been done this way for decades. That sounds pretty straightforward. Are there any downsides? Of course. <laughs> there always are. Every up, right? Okay. Yep. Two big ones, in fact. The first is that legal costs can be steep to set up and complete your equity round, right? So 25 years ago, rounds had to be a lot bigger to fund a startup because everything costs so much more. Storage and building tools and, and so forth and so on. The legal costs were based on billable hours. About twenty to 50000 was not much of a big chunk for a $1 to $5 million raise. Right? Even when we raised our early uh, cash over at Moz, for example, um, I think the first, the Series A ran about 100000 to close. Wow. That's, right. So that's, you know, it's a significant chunk, right? Uh, as we moved to Bread Approved and so on, we're still in the angel rounds over there and so on. Uh, but even then, the documents were, you know somewhat substantial to, to put together, okay? So then you enter cloud storage, SaaS tools in the 2000s, and now it's, you know, not so expensive to launch a software company. The billable hours don't change, though, and they make a much larger portion of something like a $500,000 raise. Can we right? just take a moment to remind founders that while good lawyers are expensive and good securities lawyers charge top dollar, this is no time to go cheap or worse, DIY. Uh, the future value of your company and your exit ownership depends on equity being set up clearly and accurately, even now in your seed stages. And in fact, uh, future investors will look for clean professional cap tables. Do it right now so that you aren't faced with cleaning up a mess later, which most likely will be at a much greater cost. Okay, oh. lecture over. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, but I should point out uh, we have a case study as well, right? Because I did have uh, a partial exit from one of my companies, right? And as I did that, uh, having a really good securities attorney made a huge difference. And I'm talking lots of zeros difference. Don't mess with it. Um, I absolutely agree, Anne. Get it right now. Okay. All the way. So they're worth every dime. Just find a good one and stay there. All right. That's right. Now. Back to our uh, our uh, equities. What right. a regularly the, scheduled program? What yes. is it? <laughs> what is the other reason straightforward equity may not be your best way to raise your seed round? Well, I, I'd say in a word, it's threshold. Usually, an equity round specifies an aggregate sum that you have to raise before you get any money. All right, so you ha can't 
you can't just take five and 10 bucks, right? You have to get to a threshold, right? It could be months from the time your first investor commits to, you know, when you actually see the funds. And the question is really, how long can you hold on? Your runway becomes your time limit for raising funds this way, although an enthusiastic and involved, you know, lead investor will help you get things moving along, right? Now, um, at Moz, for example, uh, we had uh, Michelle uh, Goldberg at Ignition Partners, and they did the first seed round. There was only one other participant, um, and, you know, Michelle worked clearly with the other participants, and the whole thing closed, and that was great, right? That was the Series A. But if you're in the angel sector and you have also decided that you won't touch the capital until the whole thing is raised, that's your threshold. And you really hold on to that. Now, it's also possible, by the way, and I've done it, right, uh, in which you write documents that say you will use the money as it comes in. It can be done in the seed round. It won't get done in series A's, B's, and so on uh, with venture capitalists. So do we want to, before we go to the break, we have a couple of minutes, and we want to talk a little bit about what you were just talking about, about the uh, angel round, seed round, series A, series Bs, because I think sometimes that can be confusing for our uh, new investors. That's a good point. Let's get some definitions down here. So uh, there's a friends and family round, okay? The the two Fs, friends and family. Uh, That literally is asking friends, neighbors, family to put in some money. You do that without much documentation at all. You might write something up for them and so on. You don't need attorneys to do this necessarily. Uh, Sometimes if you have savvy and very well-to-do friends and family, then you're already at what we would call an angel round. So it's a little mushy on that title. Okay. Generally, uh, you know, your mom will put down some money and then just wait until you get to, you know, this angel round. And then she will just kind of roll in on whatever paperwork comes with it. She trusts you. You're done. All right. Angel round, you now need documentation. You're going to need a private offering. Generally, in order to pitch these things, you're going to need an executive summary and a pitch deck. And the private offering is the legal document that the investors, the angel investors, will receive and by which they will make their final decision and sign on the bottom line. It has standard components to it, an executive summary, as a matter of fact, was one of the attachments, but it has standard components with the legal language that binds your seed investors um, and you together in this venture. So this is where those terms uh, will come into place. And we'll talk deeply about what kinds of terms can go into a private offering at different levels at another time. The next one would, um, and sometimes, by the way, angel investment is sometimes called Series A angel. Rarely, but sometimes. Usually, Series A starts with a venture capital uh, raise. You're really not going to be raising like 500000 from a venture capital. By the time you're doing that, you're talking about you know, a million dollars at the low end, 10, 20, 50, 100 millions, and so on and so forth. Series A, B, C, and D, right? Those are just the times that you raise money with venture capitalists. As you start in, that Series A venture capital round is kind of the big killer that most people look at. Uh, but in truth, Series Bs get even more complicated. Right? Uh, bringing in folks along the way generally means that you're going to dilute stock. Right? You start with, I don't know, 1,000 shares, 10,000 shares, or 10 million 
shares of stock. And again, we can talk later about why you would want this number or that number in other shows. But once you have a, an amount of stock, say you've got a million shares of stock and you've divvied it up on yourself, of course, you start with it or you and your founders start with it. And then you start divvying it up, uh, putting some aside for an options pool and some aside for, uh, you know, uh, unallocated things, you know, whatever you decide. But the rest of it is being sent out to the investors. When you get a series A, the venture capitalist comes in, puts down a much larger chunk of change and has to own a significant portion of the company now too. The way you do that is to dilute the stock. In other words, you add pieces of stock and the percentage value of each share is then reduced. Obviously, if the company is growing and the total value of the company is growing significantly, the value in dollars per share does not, or whatever monetary uh, unit you're using, right, does not reduce. But the percentage of ownership does. So think okay. about this as you move forward. All right? Ab absolutely. Um, we need to take a break right now for our sponsors, but we're going to come back and talk about the other two vehicles now that we've pretty much covered equity. So this is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero, and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital. Com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Check out some new favorite podcasts now at cranberry.fm. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, and I'm here with Jillian Music. We are talking today about raising your seed round, specifically the most popular vehicles to do so. 
Before the break, we reviewed raising funds with equity, also known as a priced round, which has been used in practice for at least 25 years to raise seed, raise seed capital for software companies. So, Jillian, what are some other ways to uh, compensate your investors? Okay, so some of the new tools in the you know box here, right? The two most popular ones that Elizabeth Yin highlights in her blog post, and again, go read that thing, Bringing Transparency to Seed Investing is her byline. She really does it, right? These are convertibles, known as convertible notes, and newer convertible securities. Okay, I'll pass up making jokes about snappy red automobiles and midlife crises. Uh, what's the difference? Wait a minute, you just did make a joke. There is no oh. difference between a snappy red <laughs> and a midlife crisis. Okay. That's true. <laughs> Very true. <All> right. <laughs> so here we go. Convertible notes have been around for a while, right? They are fundamentally their loans, right? They come with interest, right? They're often paid back in equity instead of cash when they mature. Right? This is because it's in the best interest of a startup investor to avoid taking money out of a growing company. Right? Convertible notes are a really good way to raise cash quickly and in a customarily smaller amounts needed for today's software companies. For example, you could raise 500000 Legal fees are much likely to be lower as well. So that's convertible notes. Now, as Yin points out, most Silicon Valley investors won't call your note on maturity. That is, you know, demand repayment and accrued interest. If you have cash to pay the note, you're probably doing well. So your investors welcome taking equity at that point. They don't want to convert their note to have cash and uh, interest paid back. They want to convert their note into equity or shares of stock. Now, on the flip side, if you don't have the cash and are not doing well, taking repayment would significantly weaken the company, and that's also detrimental to investors. So in general, a convertible note will convert to stock regardless of whether you're challenged to grow or doing really well, one or the other. Now, that said. There are complications with convertible notes. You knew that was coming, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Always complications. Of course. So they are written with conversion rules, which are conditional, in that the price at which it converts to an equity round depends on the valuation of that round. That means investors don't actually know how many shares of stock they're going to receive later, and that can sometimes make some of them, anyway, uncomfortable. The more frequently a convertible note is used, the more comfortable everybody kind of gets with the deal. I know that in the earlier years, um, 2005 and six, nobody wanted to deal with convertible notes. I would hear it a lot, even in 2012 when I got seriously involved in uh, investing and so on. The angel group folks is like, ah, we never even look at convertible notes and so on. As they become more commonplace, people look a little more comfortably at it. But you really don't know how much you're going to get. This is why. If you're worth a million bucks today and you're going to take a convertible note, what you're really saying is, I'm not telling you I'm worth a million bucks today. I really don't know what I'm worth. Give me uh, 10 months. Give me two years. Give me whatever, right? Amount of time. And then when I go and raise my series A with a venture capitalist, you guys get a cut in the deal, right? You're going to get to pay less. Ah, that, right? And there's the benefit. Right. So, for example, we're going to say there is no valuation in our company today. Then you go finally and get your Series A round with a venture capitalist. Venture capitalist says, all right, we're investing in your company at an $8 million round or a $10 million round. Right. We're going to pay uh, 10 bucks a stock or, or even just a buck a stock, whatever it is. OK, so they're paying a buck a piece for your stock. And the guys who got the convertible note, they have a 20 percent 
um, you know, a, a piece in there, right, that, that indicates that's what they're going to pay. Uh, so they get this 20% discount. So they pay uh -huh. 80 cents instead of the buck. All right, now we got that one. All right, another complication that may deter investors in a, is the potential tax liability because they are technically debt instruments. The interest is actually tax deductible. It's tax, excuse me, uh, taxable income. If your investors receive equity at the time of maturity, they may still have a tax liability on the accrued interest that they didn't receive in cash. This may not be desirable for some investors, right? Because, again, remember, as what we do is instead of just saying you're going to pay less for something, you're saying, all right, you're going to buy a, or a, give me some money, right? You're going to give me, say, 100000 bucks, and you have a um, convertible note. The convertible note comes with interest, and the interest is what gives you that discount at the far end. So. Uh -huh. Since it's written that way, you may actually owe money on it, but you never got it in cash. All you have is still an investment in a company. So again, you need some solid accounting advice on whether you need to issue investors 1099s at the time of payout in equity. Some companies do, says Yin, and some companies don't when they repay with equity instead of cash. Right, And therein hangs some really complicated legal and accounting issues that I don't think we could even cover here. So you really do have to go ask your professionals. We refer back to section one where we said, get yourself a really good securities lawyer. They know this stuff. Yes, the expert guidance is definitely uh, required here. So this is beginning to sound complicated and full of potential pitfalls for unwary founders. So how about convertible securities how are they different well before we get to that what part of this is complicated did everybody miss you know entrepreneurship should be difficult or every idiot would do it right but it shouldn't be difficult for lack of information and that's what we're about that's what elizabeth yin is about and some others also very good blogs out there kind of revealing how all of this works so we're going to give you the information but truly this is complicated and there are pitfalls and that's why we get things like good security lawyers very good accountants we have peer mentorship where you go out and find others who have just done this learn what they did learn what they should have done and so on and learn from those who are way further down the line again what did they wish they knew when they had done it because that's when the issues are revealed okay convertible securities sound like convertible notes except they have no interest rates and they're not loans so major differences, right? They're, right. Not, they're not alone, and they don't come with an interest rate. Now, they were developed by 500 startups and Y Combinate, and they address both traditional equity and convertible notes in terms of today's startup environment, right? Convertible securities are quick access to cash with low and sometimes even no legal fees and no maturity dates. So Y Combinator's product is called SAFE. It means simple agreement for future equity, which is just about what it is. You, the founder, get cash for your startup now. Your investors get equity later. Pretty darn simple. The method's been in place since just early 2016, so it's still very new. But Y Combinator says convertible securities, quote, address many of the problems with convertible notes while preserving their flexibility. Now, 
in some ways. It sounds similar to a Kickstarter model. You pay now, you get your product when it's ready. Right? Now, that said, many investors will not be familiar with this new method for seed funding, and some may be, again, uneasy uh, about it. Familiarity, in this case, doesn't breed contempt. Familiarity breeds contentment, in other words, trust. So you might have to wait for it to mature a little while and and to see how it plays in the marketplace. But the price of their shares, again, will be set when they get them, and they will not know at the time of signing what that will be. A risk-averse investor, a new investor, and so on, may still find that off-putting. Y Combinator has developed four versions of SAFE, all right, these SAFE convertible securities that correspond to four types of convertible note. And by the way, whoever named them, they don't pay that guy enough because in terms of marketing, naming anything a SAFE note was a really smart idea when you're taking people's money. Okay. Well, we assume Paul Graham knows what he's doing, you know? There you go. We assume. And uh, here he proves it again. All right. So we'll put a link to this page on uh, our Facebook page, and that's facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast. Go check it out and and, then see that uh, the links there and our references and so on. So one of the advantages they point out is flexibility. You can close your investors as soon as you have a deal. Instead of waiting for all of them to line up, right, and for possibly all the stars as well. In other words, you can use the capital as it comes in. The fact that it has no interest is better for the uh, funder, right, for the investor, because there are no taxable issues. So it cleans up some of these issues. It still maintains the idea that they will buy into the company and receive stock at a future date, based on somebody else's valuation, in other words, a venture capitalist's valuation, right? and that should be fairly comfortable. Somebody who's highly seasoned at a much higher level is going to set that valuation you know, and decide to put their money in, so you can be pretty sure it's a good number to put your money in. All right? All that makes perfect sense. We need to take a break now, and then we'll come back with uh, our top tips for raising seed funding as this year 2017 gets started. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero 
and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Synergize your search engine education from 101 to rock star level only on Cranberry Radio, cranberry.fm. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy. And Jillian and I have been talking today about different ways investors can fund your company and the up and downsides of each. So, Jillian, you want to recap the three vehicles real quick for us before we go to tips? Absolutely. It's traditional equity, convertible notes, and convertible securities. So make it your business to understand which investor vehicle is going to suit your situation. And the way you do that is to consult experts on that subject. Right? Certainly consult your peers, consult people who have done it before and that sort of thing. But absolutely, positively, get yourself an excellent SEC attorney. This does not mean only the biggest firms will do. It means you study what the biggest firms have to say and have written about. You attend uh, startup events in which these things are explained ad nauseum, and you do it again and again until you're sure you understand what's going on at the deepest levels, and then you find the one uh, person that fits with you. They could be in a monster firm, but they don't necessarily have to. You just want somebody you know really understands this stuff and has served others well. This is not a good time for somebody fresh out of school. Nor for doing it yourself with online tools. Yeah, good luck. (laughs) Yeah, good luck with that one. Not invest if that's the way you were going to do it. You would not? No, I would not. Um, And I'm not a proponent of paying high big bucks for attorney fees and so on. You know, not my favorite profession in general. In this case, once I found a suite, if you will, of reliable good attorneys from patent attorneys to SEC attorneys to, uh, you know, just uh, business attorneys and so on. I rely on those people and I'm happy to pay their fee. They are worth their weight in gold. They don't wait. And, you know, once you found good ones, you know, they're not wasting your time. They're not just racking up bills, right? You know that whatever you pay is your investment in the future of your own company. Save up those pennies to pay those lawyers. Um, They are well worth their education and the complexity of what you're doing is worth their knowledge and deep, deep understanding of what's going on. Okay, so if I've got these three vehicles and I'm trying to decide which one is best, um, that's a matter of understanding my investors, is it not? In some ways, yes. It's understanding what you'd like to do, but mostly it is about your investors. What will your investors be comfortable with, right? The best one is probably, for investors, right, was probably the last one, the newest one, we get better over time at devising instruments that are good for investors to come through. So it's probably convertible securities. But 99% of your investors or more will never have heard of it because it's very, very new. Convertible notes are only just now coming into their own, but they have some downside risks and you know people kind of do know about them. The most traditional one is probably least valuable to your uh, investor to the consumer, if you will, in this case, right to the buyer. Uh, 
but they may be most comfortable with it. Know your investor, yes. Work it through. Uh, if you have intelligent investors who are you know, providing smart money and so on, chances are they're keeping up on this sort of thing. Chances are they're active. And so they're learning along the way as well. Or if you explain it to them carefully, they get it and it's a good way to go. But choose your investment vehicle by finding out what your investors want. And your final tip, let's say it one more time. Don't go cheap on lawyers and accountants or worse, try to do it yourself. Did, did, did we miss saying that? And I just want to make sure. Have we said it enough? <laughs> you can never say it enough. You know that. You know yeah. that. How many times do we see people, uh, see founders trying to do everything themselves? Absolutely. And you know what? I've been there and I've done it to my detriment. Fortunately, by the time it got to things like a Series A round and so on, the attorneys were identified and they were simply used and so on and so forth. And at that point, for the first time in my life, I understood the difference. It's like saying, um, I don't know, you, you have a friend who makes some pretty paintings and every now and then you get one and you put it on your wall. And then suddenly for Christmas one day, somebody gives you a Van Gogh and you go, oh, I get it. Uh, oh, <laughs> I get it. Indeed. And the future value of your company right. and all your investment that's not least blood, sweat, and tears is riding on setting up your uh, equity correctly now. That's right. You want to work with Van Gogh, Picasso, Rodin, right? You don't want to work with, you know, the, the guy next door who just makes a few nice landscapes. And, uh, and they're good enough, but not now. That's it for this Monday at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Cranberry Radio for their support. You can download these shows at cranberry.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach. Also at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You'll find links and more on facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find more about how we help companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 